This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. It's time now for the Bob Melvin Show, presented by Nest Betting. The three-time manager of the year sits down with Chris Townsend, exclusively on A's Cast. Visit nestbetting.com today. Here now is Chris Townsend. It's now time for the Bob Melvin Show here on A's Cast, brought to you by nestbetting.com. Love where you sleep. Skip, have you been so far in spring? Doing pretty good. We, uh, you know, got off to a little bit of a slow start, but recently here we've been playing pretty well, and... You know, it's been a, a difficult schedule for us this spring. We've had a lot of split squads. We've had night games, day games, long road trips. You try to keep your your core guys off the longer trips. So we've been scattered about a little bit. But, uh, you know, the last few games ago, it's, it's kind of all come together for us. Yeah, take us through the whole split squad and the mentality. Why do certain guys go one place and the other guys are playing? How, how do you go through that? Well, you, you, league rules suggest that you have to have three starters in each game, three starters and a starting pitcher or a closer or something like that. So it's four and four, and you just have to split it up. you got to have so many guys over here, so many guys over there. Um, typically, your best guys will stay at home, and, and the other guys will go on the road trips, and it's pretty simple. And you had some really good guys in Vegas. That was a lot of fun, seeing the Las Vegas Aviators. We got a chance to talk with Fran Reardon. What a beautiful ballpark the Aviators play in. Unbelievable place. And what you don't see are the facilities downstairs, which really resonate with our guys, whether it's the training room, whether it's the clubhouse, whether it's the workout facilities, the batting cages. It is first rate. It really is a major league facility uh, downstairs. And and our guys wanted to go. I mean, I gave them the option. Chapman wanted to go. Olsen wanted to go. Uh, uh, Simeon wanted to go. They wanted to see this place. Uh, it breaks up spring a little bit and get, get to a ballpark like that. Plus, it flies a little bit there, and our guys wanted to see what that was all about. <laughs> juice ball and juice ballpark, and there's a whole lot of offense. You know, the one thing about this spring, and we've been talking about it here on A's Cast and A's Cast Live, is that in the past years, you've had to, like, figure out a starting rotation. You've had to find players. You kind of know your guys going into the season. How much has that just made it easier for you this spring? That's been so great for us i mean when we when we identify a window typically we try to keep our team together and our younger players have to perform obviously with our payroll constraints so this is the time this is the year that our best pitching prospects and our good young core of of position players all coming together at the same time we've you know as a front office myself the coaching staff we've kind of looked for to this time you know, three, four years ago when we felt like this whole group could could potentially come together. And, and that's the great thing about it. Not a lot of turnover. A few of our free agent starters went away, but we kept mostly our guys here intact. You saw what Jesus Lazardo did, the impact when he got here. A.J. Puck now having those guys in the rotation. Uh, Frankie Montes back for a few year, uh, for a full year. Sean Manaya fully healthy again. And Mike Fires in the rotation, plus Chris Bassett. 
uh, who's been, you know, our, our, our Chad Pinder, our Mark Canna, uh, uh, the pitching staff. So uh, we feel really good about our rotation. Yeah, and you talk about the young guys and, and managing their innings. Like, you know, A.J. Puck was supposed to go today. He's not going today. So how, how are you going to manage them in spring and during the season? Well, that's one thing that we, we have to try to, you know, hopefully we can stay away from is, is injuries because – you know, like other teams, the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Red Sox, you know, they can go out and buy a player. They can make a deal and bring in a, a player who's making some money. We can't do that, so we have to stay healthy. And we had a little bit of a setback with A.J., um, a little bit of a mild shoulder strain. We'll probably shut him down for four or five days here and then ramp him back up to pitch again um, and, and then go through the progression again for him. We'll see you know, where we are come opening day and how long he's down for. Uh, we don't think it's a significant thing. So, um, you know, this is the time. If you're going to get injured and you're going to have little aches and pains, this is the time to do it so you can get him back ready and hopefully for the season. All right, so you think A.J. Puck will be out for five to six days? Yeah, we'll shut him down for from throwing. Uh, it's been three or four days already, so hopefully in a couple more he's able to throw. Uh, we, we really rely on our training staff to, to give us some direction as far as that goes. But you're going to have those type of things. Uh, you know, the only other one really right now is Stephen Piscotti. He's down for a couple weeks here. Um, we'll see if he's ready for opening day. But you're looking around the league and you're seeing so many injuries and so many guys look at the Yankee situation again where some of their core guys are out again to start the season. Uh, you know, we, we, we try to – hopefully we can stay away from that. And that makes me think about Chris Bassett, just how valuable he is as a guy that can win games for you as a starter. He can go in the bullpen and help you out. He's so versatile. And if A.J. can't go, Bassett's just such a key. Right, he is. And wherever we have an issue, you know, Chris Bassett's a guy that comes in and similar to what Mark Hanna did for us last year, he takes over that spot. Last year really came into his own. He embraced his his role, which can be very difficult to do. Everybody wants to be a starter, but he embraced it last year, understood that he was, he was going to do, you know, what, what we need him to do to help the team. He did exactly that and, you know, kind of a subtle MVP for what he did for us last year. So we nicknamed Mark Canna duct tape last year. Now we have duct tape number two in Chris Bassett. And versatility is is so key for a manager, especially since you have so many pitchers now. How much are you looking forward to having that 26 guy on the roster? Yeah, you know, we like to match up a little bit, you know, especially with the three batter minimum this year. You know, they bring in a lefty, and, and we got some guys on the bench that, that we're, they'll be itching to get in there and, and do some damage, whether it's Chad Pinder, whether it's Mark Canna, guys like that. So uh, having the 26 guy, too, that's going to be an important role for us. You know, maybe we add a runner off the bench. Maybe we have, you know, a, a third catcher. Maybe we add, you know, we have a Rule 5 guy in, in uh, Mr. Machine, who, by the way, I don't know if you heard his walk-up song in, in – uh, in Vegas, that was terrific. Pink Floyd, and, and and he had no. I walked up and I said, "Hey, do you do you know is this your walk-up song?" He goes, "Never heard the song before in my life." He said, "But I got it after about the third at bat, and and he kind of enjoyed that." But he's another guy that that can give us versatility too, and he's so far this spring he's shown a nice bat. So the, the the two battles that we've been looking at, second base and really backup catcher. Do you need a lot more games to figure this out, or are you starting to get an idea what you're going to do for the season? You have, you have an idea, but I, I think it's healthy to have competition in camp all the way to the end. And, you know, with, with Tony Kemp here, and he's done a nice job at second base, it'd probably be the right side of that platoon, like you said. And with Sean Murphy healthy again, he played last night, it's probably going to be the backup catcher spot. So uh, you, you want that because – 
you know, you, you other than that, you just sit there and wait for spring to get over and, and just cross your fingers. Nobody's get hurt. It's really healthy to have a competition in certain spots. And great to see Murphy finally get into action. And the more you look at him, he looks like a middle linebacker. I mean, he is a big guy. He is a big guy. And if you've seen some of his batting practice here recently, too, he's been hitting balls that look like golf balls that take off. So he's going to fit in really well with our team. It's going to be important that we keep him healthy through the course of the season. He's never played more than 100 games. He's had knee injuries, um, you know, a few years that have kept him out for a while. So the backup catcher spot is going to be a, a, going to get some significant playing time. We're not going to throw too much at Murph, you know, incremental to see where he is, you know, when the season starts and whether he's playing two out of three. It means that that back rope role is going to be a big spot for us, and, uh, and we feel really good about uh, Hyman Allen at this point. You know, the Fielding Bible just came out, and we had Mark Simon on, who's been doing it for years, and the metrics for your defense. I mean, your defense is second to none in Major League Baseball, and I know we've talked about the power and we talk about these young pitchers, but really the hallmark of your team, the reason why you win games is your defense. Just talk about just how much how great it is to know all the all the gold gloves guys almost got gold gloves your defense is spectacular it really is and and in our ballpark it really plays too because it's not like you know you're playing in some of these ballparks in the east coast where it's flying out um our 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 ballpark is is made for defense and and that's been the difference between the teams the last two years and the teams previous to that is defense and you know, the, now the metrics and the analytics are trying to are catching up with how important defense is. And when you get late in the season, when you're playing the best teams, you don't score a ton of runs and, and you can't give them up. So good defensive teams always play really well in the postseason. And we're really proud of our defense. I want to use a, a story from the NBA. Of course, you and I both like the NBA. It was Isaiah Thomas on TNT and they had a bunch of great players. And, and Kevin McHale was there and he said, we learned how to win by losing to the Boston Celtics. The Boston Celtics taught us how to win, and that's when the bad boys came about. And then here comes Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan got beat up by the Pistons, but that taught him how to win. And I use that looking at your ball club, 97 wins, two straight years, losing in the wild card. But I just think your guys have really learned from that, and that's why this year could be really, really special. You're exactly right, and Houston's that team for us. And, and you know, we played well against them uh, last year late in the season. I think that was really important going into the season for our psyche as well. Uh, it's well known all the stuff going on over there where they're a little bit more vulnerable. Certainly with with Cole gone, they're not as good, and, and our guys are licking their chops. Um, they still have a really good team. We're going to have to play our best to beat them. Uh, but I think based on the fact that we, we, we did play really well against them in the second half of last year would lend for some confidence going in, and you know our goal is to win the division. I really like how you stuck up for your guy, Mike Fires, and, you, and I think you said it perfectly. Like, this had to stop at some point. And if it wasn't for Mike Fires, who knows? And I think now there's that shot across the bow to every general manager and manager. If your team does it, you're going to get fired and maybe lose your career. And I just think, you know, long term, I think we should all be thanking Mike Fires that he had the guts to do it. Without a doubt. And, and the longer this goes on and years, you know, a after this one in the past, Mike Fires is going to be looked at a little bit differently. You, you, you see some of the comments from guys like David Ortiz and, and Pedro Martinez and these guys, and they're just wrong. You know, what's the alternative? Just let them continue to cheat and let them continue to have an advantage. This is sports. It's all about the athletes. It needs to be a, an even playing field, and Mike Fires has gone a long way to do that.
the first Bob Melvin show of 2020 brought to you by nestbedding.com. We always appreciate the time and good luck the rest of the spring. My, my pleasure. Look forward to the rest of the spring. And, uh, you know, our, our Oakland fans, I know they're, they're itching to get us home and get the season started and we can't wait. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.